0: Episode forty-three: User feedback. Welcome to the SaaS Venture Podcast, sharing the adventure of leading and growing a bootstrapped SaaS company. Hear the experiences, challenges, wins, and losses shared in each episode from Aaron Waiki of LeadFerno and Darren Shaw of WhiteSpark. Let's go. Welcome to the SAS Venture Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Darren. Darren, what would you say if I wanted to tell you what I think of you? Uh, do
1: you want to tell me what you think of me? Yeah. I, I would say, I would love your feedback, and if you could include a photo in your review, that would make it even better. <laughs>
0: Well, great. That's kind of what we're going to eventually talk about today with user feedback. I, I thought maybe you'd answer like, "Oh, I'm afraid to hear this." Which, no, yeah, fear is a lot what uh, drives people. Like, no, don't, don't tell me. Like, let's just keep going on without conflict. I want all the feedback. I'll, I'll
1: take your accolades, and I especially want to hear if you have any suggestions for improvement.
0: All right, sounds good. Well. That didn't exactly go as planned. That's that's <laughs> what happens in these non-scripted events. I I yeah. tried though, but I think we're, it shows you're open to user feedback. So this is great. I've been thinking about feedback for
1: decades. So yeah, I'm 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 all into it. Awesome. What is
0: new with you, my friend?
1: What is new? Holy. Well, I think the biggest topic that's new with me is of course the local search ranking factors. I have been, you know, getting the survey compiled and and getting it out and collecting all the data. And now I'm just working with Nick internally here to get that thing published. So that's, uh, that's coming along. I'm excited to publish it. It's always a big, big, big one that we publish every year.
0: Yeah. And do you, I think we've talked about this before. Do you you see a pretty big boost in like traffic and inquiries and stuff like that when that's released? Does that?
1: Yeah, I don't think I'd call it pretty big. I think we see, you know, increased attention on the company and increased attention on me and our channels. We just we have a lot of great content to share when we put it out. And then that, of course, uh, pays dividends um, Mm -hmm. in increased attention generally trickles down to increased demand which is which is great so um and i guess that's another thing that's pretty new with me is i i we've talked about it before but back in november started doing this more increased content output and jeez Gosh, it's working really good. Get it. Being out there, being in front of people all the time seems to be having a very positive impact on the business. We're like 25% up quarter to date. That's awesome. It's been really significant. And so, yeah, it's a big lesson. Lesson to can't stop, won't stop. Got to keep pumping it out. Got to keep being out there all over the place. Everyone's like... Oh, look, there's Darren Shaw again with his local SEO tips. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to be everywhere. Yeah.
0: Now, do you feel pressure in like having this precedent set now on the, the cycle you have or it's just become the new normal? There's no pressure. You like the results. Like what, what does that look and feel like?
1: Well, it feels there is the pressure to keep it up because I want to continue to grow the business. So just internal, like my, my own pressure or, you know, meeting my own goals but um, it hasn't been that bad. Like it's certainly a time consuming thing, but it's, it's been interesting to just say, well, whatever. I just don't do sales calls anymore. Leave that, leave that to other people and anything else. I just leave that to other people. So I really feel like it's my number one job right now is to just be chief marketing officer, be out there, chief content creator. That seems to be, of the most valuable things that i can invest my time in on the business and so you know just shifting priorities i guess shifting my task list
0: yeah that's awesome and it hits upon something that you're very adept at and skilled at and have already built an audience around and everything else so i'm i'm not surprised it's succeeding on all cylinders for you i i definitely take notice of it there's there's good nuggets and pieces in there even for me on stuff that I've either fallen out of update on or didn't catch from another angle. I know I've been appreciative. You've, you know, cited a couple of our uh, pieces of content from the past and sure. brought, yeah. brought new attention back to it, which is super helpful for, for us. So
1: yeah, good. Yeah. So that's that's been new and it's been great. And uh, I'm just it's, just, it's like a it's like a muscle, right? You just the more you work it, the better you get at it. And we're really yeah. refining everything and improving our processes. And I have a great team to help me with it. So we hired internally. Uh, Gabby, she's wonderful to work with, and she helps get everything uh, set up every every day we meet. We got our what is our content schedule, and we plan the whole week out. And then I have uh, Carl Grashit, my wonderful video editor, which. I I even hesitate to tell people about him because I I hope he always has time for me because he's such (laughs) a dream to work with. So if you're looking for a video editor, Carl Gratiot at Um Um Studio. God. So I feel like we have a great uh, team that's really putting this stuff together these days.
0: Yeah. There's nothing better than when you have all of the components together within something that you can just turn it into that lather, rinse, repeat cycle and you don't have to worry about quality or delivery or any of those things. Everyone is just doing their part and kicking stuff out. So that's awesome.
1: Yeah. And it's a testament to my team too, that I can just kind of leave them to to do all the other aspects of the business that I used to spend so much time doing and it allows me to be free. So giving my team autonomy to, to do all the stuff. And then they just show me things and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. let Uh, great job. (laughs) That's basically how things go these days. So it's a pretty nice place to be in. Business is growing and I feel like everyone's doing the right things.
0: Yeah, and I saw the uh, White Spark website got a facelift.
1: Oh, you did see that? Hey, yeah. yeah. We got a new homepage, so that was actually part of my uh, updates for today. So we just launched that new homepage. It's got a better look and feel, and in fact, that represents our whole new brand and design. So we we we've been developing this for a while. Our in-house designer Nick, who who's our user interface designer, but also he has kind of become our everything designer has a whole new look and feel for us. And so um, it's, it's great to get a new homepage out because that's kind of like all the other pages will will eventually look like that and we will slowly migrate off of WordPress. We're shifting from WordPress to Statamic as our primary site. And uh, Troy worked some kind of magic where Different pages of our site are either driven from our WordPress over on one host, or depending on the page, they're driven from our internally hosted uh, Statamic instance, which is uh, really interesting. I don't know exactly how that works, but we can now slowly migrate pages off of WordPress and eventually, goodbye WordPress.
0: Wow. And I'm guessing all your URL paths, everything stays the same, so you don't run into any yeah, search nightmares. I think
1: it's I think it's reverse proxy. It's all yeah. reverse proxy. So okay. he sets up the rules and then reverse proxies some pages back to our server.
0: Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah no, fun. I I loved it. It felt uh, it felt mature, um, very like data driven, right? You're calling out uh, Im- improvements and stats and increases in reviews and ranking, yep. right? The the things right. that you want to help people on un- unlock in the product. So yeah, I thought it was a really really well done very clear and like attention grabbing um move with with how you reskin that home page so yeah thanks yeah i'm jealous
1: we got some more tweaks coming to it too it's like uh, we got, uh you know once you kind of launch something and then you take a, a, a fresh pass at it you're like oh well this would be better and this would be better so we're currently in the state of tweaking it and trying to improve it even more but yeah, it's good. And yeah. it's a great new direction for the whole, for the whole site. So, yeah. and that's a great example of the kind of thing, like, I don't really have to be so personally involved in it. I know I can just trust Nick and then he works with Dimitri and Hey, look, Hey, Darren, we launched that new web homepage. And I was like, what? Awesome. It's <laughs> good. Great job guys.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yep. that's, that's fantastic. I, our. Homepage design has been the same since we launched, you know, some things, some additions and some elements have been tweaked, but yeah, I'm really, we, we've had discussions and something hopefully in the next 30 to 60 days where we'll start kicking around kind of the the, the same as you, where it's like, I, I just kind of want to reskin the homepage is really all I want to do is maybe change up some messaging and some layouts, um, you know it's amazing what we've learned about ourselves and how we speak about the product is a little bit different than how it's represented in our sure. content on the homepage now. So the internal pages I, I feel fine with, I can definitely, you know, make some upgrades and some small elements, but it's really that first impression for something, someone coming into our homepage. Uh, I want to look at, look, look at a few different ways to spruce that up. Three years is a long time or, I don't know, two and a half years it's been up in internet time. is a very long time.
1: Yeah, well, just stick that on the bottom of your 50-item to-do list.
0: (laughs) Totally. And (laughs) number 51
1: is. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, that's how it is. Life of the SaaS business owner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess other one, you know, just in terms of the SaaS world, uh, we are on the very cusp of launching a new product at WhiteSpark. It's our GBP management system, so our Google business profile management software, which uh, allows you to sync with your Google business profiles, uh, push updates through our platform. And then also it's got a great interface for managing all the updates that Google's making for your p- profile and being able to push those back. So new product, new revenue stream uh, is currently in beta with our, uh, our our SEO services team where they're playing with it and, and trying to break it. And I'll, I'll be trying to break it pretty, here, pretty soon here too. But yeah, it's just a it's just a few weeks out from uh, of an official public launch, so I'm excited about that. That's that's going to be huge, and it's been a real big big project. and it, And it's this, it's this foundational thing that we can easily iterate on and, and build new products off of it once once this base is up and running. And then you know, ongoing improvements to our local rank tracker. That's that's kind of the software baby. Other than our uh, Google Business Profile management software is our local rank tracker and that that that's just always getting little updates and yep. getting better and better all the time
0: so well that's my update all right well cool i'll be on the the lookout because that should happen between you know this recording and the next one we'll be able yeah. to talk about doesn't. how it released yeah. and landed and initial feedback
1: so oh man i'll be coming to our next recording with my tail between my legs oh no, you'll be pumped if i don't get it out in that time but yes. All right. It's looking good. How about you? What's happening uh, What's happening with Leadferno these days?
0: Oh, uh, I'm, I'm happy that March is here um, because, man, January and February were just slow. Right. Yeah, we had talked about in the other, like, slow for demos, slow for opportunities, everything else. And finally, in like the last week of February, things started okay. to pick up again. So that we we've already closed more business uh, in the first week of March than we did in January and February combined.
1: What? Uh, that is yeah. so interesting. Do you have yeah. any theories about why it was slow and why it has suddenly picked up? Any theories?
0: Uh I don't. I I wish I could know, you know, the, the yeah, details and sure. in intricacies. Um, you know, I'd come in before I'd, we were just seeing a lot of like no shows on demos yep. and people rescheduling and then ghosting. And so, you know, one thing I did, I haven't seen it make a big impact, but I moved to a product called eWebinar that allowed me to have, yeah. um, a recorded webinar on demand. They can schedule to watch it anytime. They can also instantly watch it. Yeah. We still provide a link if they want to um, sign up for a one to one demo. They get that on that landing page as well. And so I've, I'd say I haven't seen more demos come in than what we would normally see, but it's a 20 minute recording. Pretty much everyone is watching it uh, through its entirety. And it's freed me up to do a lot of other activities instead of you know, giving the same demo over and over. I, I lose the ability to ask a lot of pre-qualifying questions okay. and yeah. learn some things, but I, I still have that opportunity to follow up with them after they've seen the product and ask them a few of those questions and, and try to get them going, you know? So yeah, I don't know, you know, obviously some of it made me think of just the view people have on the economy and, and things like right. that. Yep. But yeah, I mean, nothing I could really put a finger on and say, yeah, that's that's it for sure. But um, well, wait a minute, when
1: did you launch this webinar on demand thing on, like watch demo Mid,
0: now? Mid-February. So it, wow. it's been up for like three, yeah, but it's still, I mean, I can see, you know, it's only been up for three weeks when we're recording this, right? Yeah. So I, I can see it's like, there's not this flurry, there's no shift in what's happening there. And also some of the ones I've been picking up aren't even ones, they're they're not ones that even come through the, the demo. Okay, um, sure. Interesting enough, some of it's just like, I have people that are like, oh, just so you know, I heard you on this podcast. And it's a podcast that aired like last August or September, Oh, right? So, yeah. you know, there, there's the beauty of podcasts. When people discover a good one, they might look yeah. back through a lot of past episodes and find things that are of interest to them. Sure. So- yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I find that to um, that to be interesting, and it just all gets back to within marketing, right? And this is why a, a lot of the content things you're doing are are so brilliant. Is like when you do these things, they do have opportunity to continue to produce in the future, right? It's not just yeah. a, a a one and done because that podcast episode's out there, that video's still out there, yep. that blog post is still out there. You know that that's the area where social is great but it is so like here and now with whatever your social pushes are and if you don't you know come back to the table with that same content again you're really only like getting one use out of it
1: totally and you know we actually have some of the videos on our youtube channel that just continue to pay dividends and they keep getting like hundreds of views per week and and they just keep growing and so my goal with a lot of my videos is how do I feature my software in the video that I'm teaching them to do something, right? So this this is a topic everyone wants to know about. And then in the video, it's like, ooh, what is that great looking software he's using? That's, yeah. that that's a it's this thing where yeah. it just continues to pay dividends forever. And yeah. so if- Now
0: do you drop in links in the show notes or put calls in those videos that call out? This like, lo- love what you're seeing in the software, you know?
1: <laughs> Yes, to both. And yeah, so nice. yeah, hundred percent. So and it's great. And then of course, every video becomes a blog on YouTube. And now we've been in, going into this cycle of taking the video and we turn that into a Twitter thread, and then we turn the Twitter thread into a LinkedIn carousel. So we're I'm, I'm embracing all of this this uh, Ross Simmons content repurposing stuff. There you go. And, so, and it's been really, really powerful lately. And so create
0: once, distribute forever.
1: Pretty much, yeah. And then you can take it and then like break down each Twitter thread and publish those as individual
0: tips. You know, six months later, there's just yeah. I, I've been both intrigued and just taking note of the amount I've probably had three to four um, cold outreaches from people who are basically these micro producers. Were like, hey, you're doing this. Yeah, like, we'll break do it down into bite sized pieces uh, of content that you can use and share and video clips and and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are around this podcast. Maybe someday we'll have to get our act together and do some content distribution around the SaaS venture.
1: We should, yeah.
0: Um, well, you you mentioned cold outreach, and I was going to ask you, how's that going? How's your cold outreach? I know you're not you're not going to like to hear this, Darren, but I have a couple of new customers from cold outreach.
1: You got two. So
0: two customers. That's your net. That's your net return on it so far. Two two more. So probably more. four total. Um, so I would say about a 2% conversion rate when you put that up against ads and many, and like, granted it takes more time. Um, but for me, in my case, especially if it's someone that might be a $200 a month customer that then that's a $2,500 a year customer, you maintain them for two or three years. It's a five to seven K lifetime value, like Uh Uh very, you know, at my stage, it's absolutely worth it. So yeah, I just... Um, I, I took a phone call yesterday because I have my phone number and my email signature yep. took a phone call from a gentleman that I had emailed, um, once in December, twice in January and once in February. And he said, I got your emails. It was good information. I brought it yep. to our team. We recently discussed it and I have a couple questions and then we want to move forward with you. And that's what made, that's what made it happen. And it was all completely <laughs> cold outreach. Otherwise right. that. That would have never happened, so. And have
1: you gotten any like pissed off responses where like, get out, I'm reporting you for spam. Have you had any of that? No, th-
0: no, no? The, the only thing, I, and again, you know, when we've talked about this, like I personalize the email. I am like, I'm looking at their website. I'm usually gonna cite uh, something, like I just sent one today where it's a it's a pool company and they're talking about how they really care about quality over quantity and that, they're not worried about being the you know the biggest pool builder uh, in the area they serve. They just want to be the best. And so I turn around and be like, hey, I love that you called that out on your about page. Uh, I'm about quality conversations, um, but we still think we can bring a better quantity to you as well. So sure. I'm personalizing it. And then I always create that mock-up of our lead box buttons, the text buttons being on their site. Yep. So I'm handing something off with it too. So I've gotten a few, you know, very short, like, no, you know, we're not interested. No, thanks. Um, Never anyone that's, you know, mad or whatever else. Cause I almost always usually have a lead in on why I'm reaching out to them, how I came across what I saw from their business. Um,
1: Yeah. It sounds like you're doing it right. Um, Would you ever like record a quick little loom? Like instead of just the screenshots, make a little loom and and throw that in there? uh, No, because
0: I'm like... I'm already at oh, I shouldn't say no. Not right now. <laughs> just cause I already like it's you know, three to five minutes when I create each one of these just based on the processes. Yeah. You know, I'm sure Chat GPT will do it all for me someday. But yeah, right, totally that it's yeah. that's that's not it yet. Um, but yeah, I mean I, I could see that I could see that going over well um, with some people, right? It's just, it's all about what, what is the person you're sending it to going to identify with? What's going to get you some credibility with them where they feel like you are, cause I I want them to feel like this person is trying to help me not sell me. Right. So that's why I want to make them feel like, Oh, they spent time looking at me and I care about these things and whatever. So you're talking
1: about a 10, a 2%
0: conversion rate. What do you have any stats on your open rate? I don't because I'm not, I'm just sending from my personal email. I started doing some sequences in an outbound tool and I just, I just preferred to have more control and reach out. Um, So yeah, I send the initial one. I put them into pipe drive in our very first like stage. um, And then I just continue to like revisit them. And so like every seven to 10 days I'm sending uh, another email with an update or one more thing or just asking if they have questions or pointing something out. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm usually kind of committing th- to do at least four or five or six touches with them over two or three months um, before I abandon it. Yeah. And yeah. most of them are pretty simple. So huh. well,
1: there you go. I'm glad to hear that it's it's
0: turning out, but it's not <laughs> like a lot of work
1: to get those, but I guess you're looking at the lifetime value. So that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean the the other things I'm going to do are like not talking to customers, not getting us out there. So it's like yeah, you, uh, you you spend the time doing the things that you're most in need of, right? And revenue is what we're most in need of right now. So it's like that's that's where I'm trying to focus, and it can be instantaneous, right? Like so, some, sure. some of the the more of these I plant, the more I can harvest as as time goes on. So
1: yep. Well, great. Well, oh, great. You're like, great. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not convinced yet. No, that's true. Uh, but I also think that our two companies are in very different states, right? Like we're, yes. we've got like two decades. We already have a huge reputation. People already know about us. We have an audience. Like we're in a very different position from you. And I think that yep. if I was in your position, I'd be a lot more interested in uh, exploring some cold outre- outreach yeah. myself.
0: I know yep. You are you can't go into the like scratch and claw mode I'm in. So I get it.
1: Just slightly different. It's like, yep. you know, like gather up. Do you think gather up, you would be pushing for this uh, cold outreach if you were uh, if you were still a gather up and you were still running that business?
0: No, I mean, I, I would do it when there's brands I really wanted to work with. Um, right. I would do it, you know, lar- it larger deals. Yeah, things that were more like, 50k and up ARR value right sure. if somebody yeah. if it was an account that wasn't going to spend five thousand dollars a month I wasn't gonna do that kind of reach out but I, I still did some of it I, I have like I said when I've always believed in what I'm working you know I'm not going to work on something I don't believe in that I genuinely think can't help them when used the right way so I feel really good about reaching out to I don't feel like I'm just trying to get you to buy this to buy this it's like no I I know I can impact your business right if things are done the right way so
1: yep. Yeah, I get it, and I yeah. think I, I believe in your product. I think you actually are helping all those people. So you know what, you're you're
0: doing some good work there. They're <laughs> <Thanks for laughs> just her. pissing people off. Great job. No, ask my kids how they feel. They'll tell you I'm pissing people off. So <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> them. Um, and then yeah, lastly, we just released yesterday a new uh, feature. We've been working on since the start of the year. It's a, a able to request a call. So when the user opens our lead box, they now have the option to request call. And then the business is able to set up time segments of the day they want to offer. So the choices are ASAP, morning, afternoon, evening. A business can say, I just want ASAP and afternoon as options or just morning and afternoon as options. We capture that info. Then we send a a text message back to that uh, consumer user right away saying like, hey, we got your requested call of morning, um, if you do want to ask an immediate question, you can just reply to this text. So uh we're helping establish uh we saw in some rudimentary tests, and this isn't surprising, like people don't want to make first move. They don't want to call into a business and play voicemail tag, not know who to ask for, any of those kind of things. So the fact that they can say, please call me, here's why I want you to call me and when I want you to call me time frame wise and get that back. And then we also introduce, you know, a text message to confirm we got the message and try to engage them, uh, that way. Um, our, our initial response, we've had a number of customers already add this, um, to their site, uh, yep. which has been really fun within the first uh, 24 hours of it. And it's also exciting for us to like, this is another conversion feature we can track all the way through to, to conversion, right. That we right. know it's a lead that was possibly won or lost or, or whatever else, similar to text. Um, cause we do allow you to link to other things like Calendly or your, Uh, request form or estimate form on on your website Um, but this is another one that we can kind of see from start to finish uh, how it goes and really rounds out uh, our product really well. Nice well congrats
1: that sounds like a great feature. Leadferno keeps getting better. This is a great yeah. software. We love it. We, we're so happy with yeah. it. Uh, our, our, we were most excited about the most recent the previous feature launch, which was search. We get lots of value out of search uh, as one of the features in Leadferno. But this looks great. Uh, my only thought with it is what would happen? So if you have a callback, I guess you just have to have your support team and you know that these are blocks that work, right? So in the callback feature, it's like we, we have these blocks available for and set aside to call people back. Yeah,
0: they're just stating a preference of a time segment of the day, so it's not an exact time. It's just saying like, please call me afternoon. Please call me morning. Um, And then, yeah, if you're on the mobile app, it's just you know a tap, and then you're calling them right from your phone, so you're able to to quickly dial. You can set a reminder um, in our app, so it it brings it up, so you know you want to call them uh, the next day at that time. Um, So again, our number one job is to is to establish um, connection and. Make, make it known that that person is there to help. And also, if somebody's behind the texting, when it sends that auto-reply, they could also send another text message and just say, you know, just so you know, I'm Mary and I'm here to answer any texts before our team's able to call you back if there's something I sure. can help you with right now. So,
1: Or even like, you know, fire fire over a little uh, intake form for like some data gathering before the call. That kind of
0: yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yep. And that'll be interesting to see. Um Oh, when I think about you know, so one thing, right? We we get done with this. This is a very marketable feature, um, customer facing, and you know, all you know, back end working on it, front end working on it. Now will come like a whole bunch of little things that we've kind of held for the last two or three months, little improvements and and things like that. That that'll be the next like month or two is just. Knocking out all kinds of these little things and performance improvements and yep. small little elements of stuff, and then after that, yeah, I have like probably three things on the table for our next big feature, and one of them is us creating kind of our own forms, um, so that within the lead box you can do forms that what service are you know you're, you're interested in? Tell us a little bit more about Ooh. yeah. Um, so it, it definitely hits upon some things. Again, it's one of three. I'm trying to decide which would be best, but it would definitely get more leads coming into leadferno. Um, I know I could make a better form experience than most websites offer, right? Doing more, just as you see with callback, it's like Low touch. Bar. It's touch instead of like um radio buttons and things like that it's just like uh just a a tap slash app type environment that mobile Mm -hmm. users would love so uh those kind of things with forms and then just saying when they're completing the form like great we have this information how do you want to hear from us do you want to text you want us to text you do you want us to call do you want us to email um so yeah that's that's one i'm definitely giving heavy thought uh with a couple of others uh on on what to build next and the exciting thing about that once we do that then i then i'm like Lead Ferno can replace any CTAs that you have on your website. We have your forms, we have request a call, we have texting. Oh yeah. And we, you can link to your Calendly or booking or whatever else. Like we're, oh. we're really taking over that interaction layer on their website.
1: Oh, smart. Well, I'm glad I got in early on this Leadferno thing.
0: <laughs> there you go. Grandfathered founder rates forever. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. All right, well with that, holy cow. So hopefully you've made it through half an hour of Darren and I catching up. Yeah. Hope it was and fun for you. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's talk maybe our listener feedback will be like, "Hey, not so long on the updates you guys. I want to I want to get to what the headline was."
1: Or maybe it'll be like, "Can we just have more updates and less headlines?"
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, in this case and I and I left this out of my updates. I think I'd mentioned it before um, and this is what I why I wanted to talk about it because it's been a really eye-opening experience for me is towards the end of the year when I had some downtime and one thing I you know, talked about is I got our CRM up to date and plugged a bunch of th- things in and just got better with that process. The other thing I did is like go back to the future or back in history and I fired up a GatherUp account. Yep. And set up a process to start collecting feedback and reviews from Leadferno users.
1: I uh, no, because I got one of those and that gave you
0: some feedback. <laughs> there you go. Yep. And, you know, with that, it's just been, it, it, it's one of those, right? Like in being immersed in feedback and selling it and all those things. And then, you know, being years removed, it definitely like brought me back. I, I had these moments where I was like, oh, this is why this is so important. And, you know, <laughs> I just kind of had slept on it. And one of the biggest things that jumped out to me right away is just like it, it helped me start to realize, um, boy, how do I want to put this? It's like um, that ignorance is bliss, right? When you're yeah. you, we have hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of users, and when you're not hearing from them or knowing the little things or getting their direct opinion. You you automatically are probably kind of feeling like oh they're happy and they love it and it's great and no issues and we're good at this and whatever else. And then once you give them, you know, you ask them <laughs> and they have a chance to tell you, like yeah. we we definitely found out from some users things that were you know bothering them or they didn't like or they were frustrated by. Right. And so to me, right, it's it, it's uncovering these silent killers. Right. These are unhappy users that aren't going to be take the steps to tell you on their own. But if you ask, then they'll let you know. And it was like the first couple that I got of those was like, oh, my gosh, this is why this is so important, even more so than getting the accolades and we love you and whatever else. It's like, what are the things bugging someone and what can we do about it?
1: As the former CEO of GatherUp, you must have been pretty embarrassed that you didn't uh, get on this earlier.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes and no, because it all comes down to, as we were talking about, like you're you're trying to do what's ever best for you at the time. And, you know, er, with your early users, you're doing everything you can, right? You're showing it to them, you're having them use it, you're asking them how it's going. It's one to one. For sure. And then you get bigger and you don't just have dozens of users, you have hundreds of users. And so you can't do those one to one things. And a company signs up, right? And it was like, Two of them were from the same company and kind of had the same issues. And you could just tell this is something that they talk about when they use our software. They're both frustrated by the same thing. And they're two of like 12 users inside of a, of a company. Yeah, And so it's it's getting really granular with where you can reach to and what you can find out.
1: And have those insights added new like action items on your to-do list, you're like, oh my God, didn't even know this was an issue. And now it's moved up its priority list and it's one of these small things that you're tackling in the next couple of months.
0: Yeah, um, it already led us to take care of one thing. So one thing was a couple of people just talking about things being laggy and it yep. turns out, and you know, probably something you guys experience as well for our heavy users that have thousands of messages, And what we used to do is we would load all messages before you could start typing your message, right? Like that was the order of how things load in the app uh, and everything else. You need all the messages there to select one to respond to. Right. So we were loading all closed messages along with opens. Well, these Uh, accounts that even if they're being diligent and running a very clean account, they now had thousands of closed conversations. And so... It wasn't massive, it's just seconds that it would be laggy, but when somebody's opening their mobile app and they can't respond to something, they have to wait, Like, and and they don't understand, like we clearly understand what it's from, right? Where it's like, hey, if there's a lot of messages, just wait five seconds and then you can respond, like you can't tell a user that. No, so that led us, but we also had to introduce search and filters first, because then that allowed it us where we stopped showing closed messages. Now you can get to them through search or through filtering just to closed messages. Yep. Um, but we needed those tools to be able to go to see archived messages that were there. So it. Yeah. there were some elements there, but that immediately said, okay. And it was something we could do in a couple of days. So when we got a couple of people complaining about that or saying they're frustrated with that, we're like, we can fix this. Um, Pretty quick, it was something we were already planning on doing, but that jumped jumped it up the list. Like, let's just ease their they're telling us it's frustrating. Let's ease their pain and -hmm. let's get their feedback. And yeah, instantly putting in, they're like, "Oh, that's a million times better. Thank you for doing that. Like, we you build a lot of goodwill with it too." That
1: makes great sense. And tell me about your your flow. How does it work? So you you you're using GatherUp. You're sending out a NPS score, and then and then it just flows through a survey. After like, hey, tell us about like what do you like about the software? What do you not like? Any anything we can improve? Like, what are you asking?
0: Yeah. So uh, I'm loading up uh, any newly added users once a month, and yep. then the system will automatically uh, drip them out to them. Um, we open with the NPS question, how likely are you to refer us uh, to a friend or colleague? Once they answer that, we're then asking four survey questions uh, that hit upon um, rate us on setup, rate us on usability, rate our service and support, and give us a rating for your results. Yep. So we're, we're capturing those individual things that are part of the uh, lifecycle, things that we determine to be important in, a, in our customer's experience and understanding how we're doing there we ask them to share, like, you know, tell us about your experience. Um, So we're capturing a first party review and feedback through that. And then once they complete that, we're saying, you know, great, would you share, you know, a review of us on Google or G2? Sure. Within that, you know, being able to have uh, ratings on how people feel about each one of those aspects uh, has definitely been huge. Um, It's by asking those two, and this is something, reason why we kind of built gather up the way we did. When you ask those questions, you're also getting your user to think about those things. right? And that's likely putting them in the frame of mind to give you better feedback. So especially when you're asking them to rate you on usability, that's going to make them think about the things that might frustrate them or might not be that easy or they're confused by. And then that's part of their feedback and, and their comments. And interesting enough, the majority of like critical feedback that we've received Um, are not things that's like, oh, we don't have that feature. Oh, that's on our roadmap, whatever else. It's things that already exist that they just don't know are there or know how to use. So we're able to reach out and be like, oh, well, you know, one, I'm sorry you're frustrated. But the good news is like, here's two or three or four different things that you can do with features already existing that Mm -hmm. will likely cause you not to feel this way and likely
1: cause them not to churn because now yes. you've addressed their pain point. They didn't even know that you had a solution built into the software already. Yep. You, have, you get that opportunity to speak with them and it show them and now they see the light and now they love the software even more. And they also appreciate the personal touch. I love yep. it. It's yep.
0: wonderful. Yep. Yeah, and it just all comes down to to knowing. Right? If you don't know, you can't do anything about it. And if if you know, then, then you can do something about it. So yeah, it's just, it's been extremely positive on that side. And then obviously within the marketing things, right. It's like now we have nearly 40 first party reviews and we're streaming those to the site. So we have social proof on the site. People can see that we respond to these reviews. You know, we are posting all of them. So even our negative reviews, um, are, are up there and they can, they can see, uh, what that is. Um, so, right, you're, you're reaping those benefits uh, of it a- as well. But first and foremost is just knowing and understanding what your users think or where they might be frustrated or what they feel like are, are ways that your software could help them more with additions or adjustments. Do
1: you have any, so you would have stats on this. What is your open rate? What is your success, like response rate? People that actually do it. So you've sent out a hundred and you got 40?
0: Yeah, so our feedback rate is probably about twelve percent. Yep, but the last the last time I looked, so we're hearing from twelve percent of our users, right? That that are out there.
1: Okay. Yeah, as I ask that question because we do have a few things in place at Whitespark where, you know, when someone signs up for a new account, they get an email from one of our support teams. Says, "Hey, I'm your dedicated support." agent and i would love to help you get set up properly and answer any questions you have and holy cow we never get responses it's like very low response rate to that is people not responding or if we if we get the cancellation feedback like they've cancelled because they didn't understand how to use the product or or sometimes they just say hey it was missing features and so of course we always follow up and be like hey Thank you so much for taking the time to leave us feedback. We would love to hear more about what features could we add to make it better. We're always trying to improve, but gosh, it's just really hard to yeah. get a response on those things.
0: I think on cancellation, like they, they're already done, right? So yeah, exactly. That, that can definitely be a really hard one. As far as your initial one, I mean, there's 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 so many factors that go into that. Like I, I almost always do a reach out initially the minute I see someone install the lead box on their web. Like I see a sign up. Yep. I then go and start checking their website daily to see that they get right. to the point where they install the lead box. Once they do, I usually come back to them with suggestions because very rarely do I see someone just nail a setup where they create great calls to actions. They change the verbiage. Yep. They're adding the CTAs I see on their website and they're creating those within their lead box. So I'll usually just reach out and just say like, hey, I've taken a look at your site and your setup. Here's the things I'd recommend doing. And I give them those recommendations and how to do it. Here's a video on YouTube that'll help you get to understand this more. Here's our help guide on it. A- and I see really in good where they're like, man, thank you for that. Because I'm like, yep. I'm helping optimize. They realize I've taken a look at their site and it's theirs.
1: Yeah, it's custom suggestions. It's not yep. just like, here's our user guide. It's like, hey, I looked at your situation and here's a few improvements you can make.
0: Yep so that being one of so to me that really comes down to like can you identify what might be an area where most care about right and so to me those lead box buttons are like public they're visible everyone sees them and they realize that's the top of funnel form so if i'm yep. giving them feedback on that they really care about it if I went in and be like, hey, do you really understand how closing conversations work and why it's important to leave a summary? Like I would probably get no responses, right? Right, right, right. Um, So, I mean, maybe that's something to think about within your process is like, how do we simplify to something that is like an immediate win or just saying like, you know, there's a lot to look at in our product, but is there one question I can answer for you that would make using it easier right now today, right? So it just might be how, it's worded along with the timing or, or whatever else because right now it sounds like you're doing it right when they start and then if they're willing to quit, whether it's three days later, a month later, whatever else. But what's in the middle while they might be living and breathing with it or not getting enough time with it or feeling overwhelmed or confused, Like that, that's probably the hardest part to get right.
1: Well, I really like this. I'm glad to hear your success with it. And it's very inspiring for me. Like, I'm going to absolutely turn this on. Uh, As many of our listeners know, uh, we white label gather up. And so I've got easy access to the same software you have. So uh, we'll just start using it, using it for each of our products. And I, I love this idea. And we could probably we can definitely automate it too via API, right? Any new signups? If you sign up for this software or that software, you get the thing and uh, you know, two weeks after your sign up, we start sending you feedback. Do you think it's a month? Like I know you said uh, you know, monthly you upload new users. Do you have a specific like you wanna give them at least two weeks to yeah, like, yeah. using the software before yep. you send it?
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm probably more like I wanna do like a month delay. Yes. Is probably where what I'm trying to nail down. So they have at least 30 days, possibly as high as 60 days with it. Right. Just because they're just getting settled in. We already hit them with, you know, 10 emails during the free trial, (laughs) helping them get used to things and and whatever else. Yeah. So I definitely want to get that feedback once they have a little bit of experience under their belt.
1: You wouldn't request feedback from someone in the middle of a trial. This is only like converted users. We, you know, they have the software up and running on their site, and and they've been using it for a while.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, in that right, like I said, for me, I can monitor it, and if I see them like not getting the lead box, up, I'm like, hey, I've noticed. You know, it's been eight days, and you don't have the lead box up. Is there a hurdle? Can you know how can we help with something? We're willing to talk to your developer if that's the problem. Um, we can do a training with you. Yep. So. I have some specific next steps, obviously, that I can check in and and see um, to be able to know. So with like, with other things, we used to do the same thing at GatherUp, we'd see an account created, and then we'd babysit and see, have they loaded customers? Yep. Because we know if they don't load customers, they're not sending out requests. So it's like, there's, I don't know. There's this first action that you know needs to happen that kind of will start unlocking your value. At Gather up. We knew if you're not adding customers and sending requests, mm-hmm. you're not getting feedback. You're not getting reviews. There's not. There isn't data in there, so it really doesn't no matter. So yeah, yeah, you're likely stuck there. So with in yours, right? It's like how can we understand our tool? Have they connected a site? Is there data in there for them to look at? What does that look like? Right. Okay. So. It's yeah. figuring out like how do we make sure this first or first and second step are accomplished. Otherwise, they really don't even have an experience yet, right? They're not onboarded. Yeah, yeah
1: you got to get that one month. All right. So there we go. That's that's my my process. I'm gonna basically copy your exact questions and then I'll, I'll have it automatically send out once a month. Thank you for building our uh feedback system,
0: Aaron. Well, I think <laughs> it'll be interesting for you because you know, you have you know a more extensive. Roster of clients, yeah. Um, you have all those things. The the good news too is like we've shared a lot of this information with our team, right? Like now you have totally. customer comments. Yeah. It's so good for them to both. They hear the the good. They hear the areas where we can improve. We're able to say like this is how users feel using it, um, things like that. So when you can bring that back to like your product team um, and help them get some of the same emotion your users get, it it really helps them care about what they're doing and understand how much the details matter and all of those little things in it.
1: Yeah, actually, your what you just said gave me an idea. We could make a new Slack channel called feedback. And then every time we get a response, it just gets uh, put in there automatically with our yeah. API connection.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we used to do that at GatherUp. That was the easiest way to uh, get alerts to what's in there for you know, promoters and detractors and uh, things like that within in NPS. So yeah, yep. there's there's a lot you can do with it to syndicate it externally and, and internally once it's there. But I think for most, um, and just, you know, my whole point of sharing this is like, if you can find ways, there, there's so many ways to do this. There's personal, there's one-to-one. Um, but when you can have kind of this air cover of a system where you're at least trying to touch base and you're using a system that We'll send a couple of reminders if they don't uh, respond yeah. to it. Ask again periodically. We'll cycle them through it sometime too, right? Like we will be, if you're a customer a long time, we're probably going to ask you once or twice a year, possibly, um, you know, more than that, just to understand how things continue to go, that your experience doesn't change. And that we're just always giving you a voice as we go down the line, not just a one time like, oh, three months in they were happy, and then we never asked them again or found out how things were going or how they've adjust. We continue to roll out features. We should continue to ask for feedback on if those features change their experience or you know how they view things. Are they trending up or trending down?
1: That's a really uh, good point. I think a lot of people would would miss that opportunity, right? It's like, oh, we we sent out our review, our feedback request. We got feedback that customer, we never asked them again. But if you ask again in six months, you might get different responses specifically related to like new features you've launched. So my question to you is, do you have a separate instance of GatherUp that asks different different questions this time around, or you're going to keep hitting them with the same feedback form?
0: Yeah, probably with the same feedback form, just because that gives you benchmark to go against. Um, GatherUp has basically a suppression right where you can say don't ask if this customer has been asked for feedback in x amount of time don't ask them again right it's a number of days that you can set so all that we basically have to do is pull the customers out of there and then reload it back up and the system checks like we've asked them in the last um 180 days so don't ask them again or we've asked them in the last 200 days don't ask them again yeah but if they haven't been asked in that time frame then send them that request again nice yeah
1: This episode of the SaaS Venture sponsored by (laughs) GatherUp.
0: It it turns out it's a good, valuable tool. Who knew? Exactly. Yeah. You know, you and I are both like, oh, this sounds great. I'm going to turn it on. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it it also reminded me too, like, uh, you know, funny enough, there are many things where I like had to teach me like, where is that again? Like, I was like, oh, I can see why people were probably crabby about that or didn't use it. Like I built it and I had a hard time remembering (laughs) like where it was in here.
1: Now as a customer coming in fresh, you can, you should give them
0: some feedback. Yeah, totally. But it's yep. so much easier when you like understand what a tool is and what it can do to like set it up and configure and and everything else. So yeah. it it was really enjoyable for me to, to put it all uh, together and then feeling those nerves of, you know, turning it on. It's just like when you go to send a, an email blast and you're like, oh, okay. I read it eight times. There's still probably a typo in it somewhere and whatever yep. else, but I got to I gotta get it out. So yeah, uploading that first batch of hundreds of users and sending it out and then just like, okay, what's gonna come? Please, please don't let the first one be ultra negative. Like I'll be sad right away.
1: Every email goes out with uh, hello, square bracket first name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I stay yeah. away from personalization, even though I'm Me like too. really good with data, just cause I hate those the worst. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's like, unless I can fully guarantee that there's not going to be something wonky, I, I, I just try to stay, I, I try to have my tone be personalized instead of using their. I just don't think that's as big of a win as people think it is anymore because everything's trying to personalize and yep. there's too many pitfalls for when you do it wrong. I just look at more in your tone. Like how do you come across as honest and earnest and caring about the interaction and, right. and being personable?
1: I agree a hundred percent. I avoid personalization. It's not worth the risk. Yeah. The embarrassment. Yeah.
0: Exactly. I always make judgments on like how high can this go? And also if it fails and falls, how far does it fall? So.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: All right. Well. I think uh, I think we've covered a, a good amount. Me too. Um, I think the user feedback thing is something we can continue to check in on. And yeah, if you set that up and get it running, let me know if I can be of uh, any help. But yeah, I'd be excited to hear what you guys uh, see happen, what you uncover with some of your users with it.
1: Yeah, I love it. I'm going to follow your formula. It's a good idea. And speaking of feedback, some feedback that would be awesome is if you could leave us uh, some feedback about how you like the SaaS Venture Podcast, wherever you get your podcast, ideally on the Apple Store. So any of your feedback, uh, please let us know. We'd love to hear. There
0: you go. Leave reviews. Um, we do have links. You can email us uh, in the bottom of the SaaSVenture.com. There's an email icon. I think I get the email. Maybe both of us get it. I can't remember. I've never
1: gotten one. I think it's just go to you. <laughs>
0: okay. So yeah, if you have feedback, I will share it with Darren. I won't hog it for myself. <laughs> Thank um, you. But yeah episode ideas feedback reviews uh we love we love all that stuff helps us understand we're just not talking to ourselves uh when we hit record on it, which is all right because i always enjoy catching up with you <laughs> it totally i would i would still do it anyways yeah. exactly so all right well thanks everybody for joining us uh we will see you in april all right thanks aaron thanks everybody see you darren